0: So we are back for another episode of the Ike MMA, of the Ike MMA podcast and I'm joined with my new co-host Emmanuel from the Prospects MMA podcast yeah he runs own show and it's taking off really, really really well um thank you and we have to well I say um I was about to say that we have to try and make this a regular thing or at least um yourself at least you have to try and force because i'm always my timekeeping is always lousy it's uh it's not the best (laughs) as it it could be yes at at this age really it shouldn't even you know it shouldn't even be an issue how old uh, are you anyway i'm the same age as you 33 okay look younger not for
1: long i'll be 34 at the end of this month Uh, yeah (laughs) uh do you look younger i don't know it's kind of hard to tell. <laughs> Never met you in person, so yeah, it's one of them things. Kind of hard to tell. But, um, um... but yeah, yeah, uh, like, like, uh, like I said before, you know, like if we do it once a week at least, at least uh, the viewers have something to look forward every single week yeah. from the both of us in regards to what's happening, whether it's UK, Ireland, uh, global stage, UFCs, Bellator's, and all that. And then obviously, at least with me, I know it's always gonna happen. We'll always go on a rant sideways that has you know, conversation can go anywhere. Yeah. Um, which is how I think conversations should be. We might have topics that we wanna cover, but at the end of the day, I'm human, you're human, and and, and this is what we do, right? Uh we, 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 we strike conversations and, and they might go they might start here but end up there somewhere. So yeah
0: okay so i was gonna start by talking about the uh my first fight that went to see cage side
1: yes let's talk about that so um uh, the setup was um noah manion who was a, a guest on my podcast several times i've been following him since his amateur uh career um i caught up his last three fights i think and really really nice guy great fighter uh, the reason why we connected is because he's sponsored by the same sponsor that I have which is Mahler MMA sure um, and that's how we got connected he had this pro debut schedule for the AFS MMA Asylum Fight Series MMA um, and I got in touch with that show and I told them this is what I do, I cover the MMA scene, uh, amateur pro debuts, all that stuff And can I get access to the show and do cage side coverage, backstage interviews, that kind of stuff. And I showed them what I did for, you know, Clan Wars, Cage Legacy, IUR and all that. And they said, absolutely, no problem at all. Um, And I was like, okay, answer is yes. On to problem number two. I can't be there in person. Who do I know that lives locally that can go there? And uh, there you go. Uh, we had spoken about this the week before Um, we already spoke a few times I've been on your show now I'm co-hosting the show with you Um, so it made sense that I asked you do you want to go on my behalf Um, and since you haven't had that experience yet uh, I am very looking forward to hearing from you what you thought of it and all that (laughs) so let's get into that what did you think?
0: Well at first at first, I was apprehensive about about attending. Um, I thought that, um, well, the sport of mixed martial arts, it's combat sports as a whole uh, in general. I mean, when you look at the athletes when they're competing, when they're performing in the ring, on the cage, on the mat, wherever it is, um, you do get the... I personally get the impression that these guys are quite intimidating. They don't take nonsense and... Even if you just ask them a question, that even if it's a question, it's a normal question, nothing stupid, nothing um, to 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 private encroaching. If they're not in the mood, they might turn around and bite your head off. So I was thinking that this is not. I may from the outside, from the sidelines, I might be you know happy to sit and watch and talk about it. Fine, but actually, you've been watching
1: too much uh, Rampage Jackson or Brock Lesnar because those are the only two guys. Maybe Nate Diaz even, Ma- yeah. Maybe those are the only guys that actually talk back to the media or anything. Everybody else is like cool with it. I think. Yeah. If that makes sense, and like especially yeah. at these stage. like all the fighters know you're there to help them, right?
0: It depends like, on the fighter.
1: Tell, t- t- tell me one fighter that is an amateur or just uh, uh, right, had when you say they don't care about media, do you know what I mean?
0: Okay, amateur. Like, okay, now you know, that I understand if it's on um, the much more professional, let's say even the elite level, the big, big names, not necessarily just the UFC, but the other promotions, bellator One championship, PFL, Cage Warriors. Um, those guys, um, maybe because I think they now feel they have some source of let's say elite like, too much exposure. Level. Yes, like they say, I have to get the right journalist or the right person or even the right get the right person altogether. together, even asking me any anything. So if it comes from the wrong person, then you know, um, I just want to have the patience because I don't feel that it's good. there's no value in this for me, first of all. So there's yeah, no reason why I'd... Thing, d- right? Yeah,
1: That's why I'm not covering UFC. That's why I'm not in the Bellator covering their show. That's why I'm not in Cage Warriors. I'm doing these local shows, Right now, one year in, to learn everything that I need to learn, make all the mistakes that I need to make, in the same sort of way that that an amateur fighter has their amateur fights to learn, make mistakes, lose, all those things, and improve as a fighter before they step on the pro leagues. I'm doing the same. I'm doing the small shows first, get to know everybody, get to know how the shows work inside and from, you know, what goes in the back that people don't see. And then, you know, like what I told you, like my 10-year plan, in 10 years, I'll be doing UFCs and Bellators and that stuff. But it's going to take time. I do realize I'm not just going to jump from A to Z. There's a whole journey to go through until we get there. Um, but, But again, even at the top, even at the top of the game, which is UFC, most fighters... Are, are are very good to the media most fighters like you can literally count on your fingers the ones that are not friendly to the media um so so yeah and 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 again most fighters have time for their their fans take photos and this and that and all that so um yeah i i think i think his perception is a bit off in that in that regard yeah uh, Rampage and Jackson is the one that has problems with Ariel Hawani. And that's about it.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of fighters actually, and even a lot of other journalists and a lot of, a lot of other fight promoters, the people behind the fight, they, those particular promoters, they taken issue with Ariel Hawani in the past.
1: Oh yeah. He's a dick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think he comes across as quite innocent and confused. There's, you know, when you look at him, he's asking you something when I, from what I've seen, he looks almost like innocent and confused and uh, I'm just asking a question here, I don't know anything about anything but I'm just asking a simple question from based on what I'm seeing and then probably later on he goes and probably twists what that's been said in the interview, in the interaction and then, you know, he kind of upsets the, uh, the person he's interviewing and yeah. so, yeah
1: He did that to Nick Diaz I think, whenever it was his return against JSP yeah. or something mm-hmm. And Dana White was, like, stepping in, like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, this and that, la, 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 la. But, yeah, so, so, but that's the thing. Dick journalist, you're going to get a dick reaction out of the fighter. Mm-hmm. So how do you see yourself? How do you um, carry yourself? Is then going to have the same effect from the fighter. You're a friendly guy. You You're, you're, you're very well-spoken. Like, well, why would anybody turn to you and say, I don't know, this is some bullshit, bro, or I don't know, <laughs> like, there's no reason for anybody to, to do that, you know, like, you're there on the show. So like, you already have the advantage that you're there face to face. Right? Yeah. And, and and we both know, uh, from, from life experience. You, you are less likely to get in, into a confrontation face-to-face than you are over the internet, right? Over the internet, you get all the keyboard warriors and like, oh, fuck you and you piece of shit and you suck and all this. But when they are face-to-face, they shut their fucking mouth and <laughs> yes. they say nothing, right? So now a fighter, right? A fighter, this is very important for, for people to understand. A fighter has a on and off switch and they literally save that switch for getting in the cage kicking ass turn it off after that it's over right Mm -hmm. so they 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 normally have a lot of self-control and and outside the cage they're like the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life and if 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 anyone's watching this and if you've trained you know brazilian jiu-jitsu or mma or anything like that you know you know what i'm saying is true um everybody in the martial arts community Tend to be like the nicest people ever because they have those things under control—the anger, the rage, whatever—it's all under control. Um, and, and, and yeah, they practice that on and off switch. When it's time to spar, when it's time to, to fight, when like that's when you turn it on and, and you let yourself go. Uh, and it's up to the ref to kind of pull you off and stop you from doing, you know, committing murder inside the cage, really. <laughs> you know (laughs) but then okay it's over you see most fighters hug each other after the fight you
0: said most yeah well yeah
1: yeah most most do yeah most shake hands at least um so i would say as a pyramid it's like when the fight's over the very top is like okay the guys that don't shake hands like khabib and mcgregor kind of shit but you go down that 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 pyramid and, and most at least shake hands, you know, and and, and obviously yeah some some hug, hug, hug it out. Um some don't. So so yeah so after the fight's over, fight's over the competition aspect of the game, it's done. Done and dusted. Um and again they do the media stuff and all that and yeah you're there to help them. Yeah. For sure.
0: Mm speaking of which i mean um and also when it comes to the interviews i mean the um i I would have stood stood next to noah i would have done but i was thinking i don't know this person they don't know me they know you um but they they don't know me fully they're not they're not acquainted with me Mm -hmm. so i so i was thinking i should stand just uh, like as in 50 yards away from him look at him and face my device at him point the camera lens at him then then conduct the interview that way um as I said to you before, when you show me an example, you're interviewing someone else. Um, you're standing right next to them. But, okay, that's when that makes more sense because you can hear what's being said and in the interaction. Um, you see, I would have done. It's that a normal but, like,
1: conversation. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. just having a normal conversation from a fan to a fighter. And like, do you watch football or do you follow football?
0: Sometimes I watch right. it.
1: Yeah. Say, 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 say that you're. I don't know Christian Ronaldo's fan and after the match you're able to like stand there next to him and ask him questions as a fan like most people would lose their shit doing that right so that's the opportunity that I'm getting by doing all this work and covering all these fighters and after the fights I get a moment to speak with them you know um, and even be, be, before the fights, uh, I'm sure if you had arrived earlier, you would have been able to go to the backstage, talk to Noah, talk to Abano, talk to their coaches, all that shit. You would have broken the ice. You would have told them mm-hmm. after the fight, I'm interviewing the winners. Like I do all that work before I'm, you, you know, before the well, event. You, even you starts. You're
0: standing in the back, say in the changing room and say, I'm going, are we interviewing all the winners? Just as in some source. Yeah. Of yeah, announced- yeah. Yeah, but No, 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 no,
1: no, you misunderstood me there. Because of all the COVID restrictions, each team has his own locker room kind of thing. So like in the backstage, at least from when I started to now, every single team has his own corner, they don't cross corners, you know, just to avoid any COVID transmissions and all that. So each team, it has its own bubble, right? So I go to, for example, SPG Ireland, greet the coaches, how are you doing, all this and that, blah, blah, blah. I see the fighters warming up or getting their hands wrapped and this and that. Um, I go talk to them. Even the ones that I don't know, like I have my t-shirt saying Prospect MMA, like most of the people know who I am. Um, And just say, good luck, good luck with the fight. Because at this stage, I don't know who's going to win, right? I don't. And and I'm sure they they want to win the fight, no doubt about that, but they don't know either. So all I can do is a neutral statement, good luck for your fight. And after the fight, I'm doing post fight interviews with the winners. So I'll mm-hmm. catch you backstage or anything like that. Um, and just leave it like that, you know? So they kinda know already and then and again imagine my very first event that I went. I didn't have the opportunity to interview everybody. So there were fighters that I didn't know that I haven't spoken with. But on that day, I made the point of introducing myself, saying hello, blah, blah, blah. I arrived like two hours earlier, you know. Okay. So the, like the way it worked is they emailed the the timeline and the timeline for the teams was like Four hours earlier to get COVID checks and this and that, and then two hours was media arrival. Um, and then whatever time the event started, so I arrived as early as possible to get my media in. So I, I was literally the first guy at the event, um, as it was my first event, and um, and yeah, I got my COVID testing and I had to sign like waivers and this and that, blah 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 paperwork. Um, and, man, I was shitting bricks. And, and, and like, I can't understate that enough. I was shitting bricks in the same way that you told me, like, you were this and that. I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. That's how I was uh, feeling as well. Um, but, you know, I just kept my, my shit together. Like, you know, what's on the inside? Nobody can see on the outside kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Um, and, 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 yeah, I just went about my day. And then the guy from MMA Island arrived. And he arrived like at the end of the two hours of the media you know, timeline thing. So he pretty much just went straight upstairs. He didn't speak with anybody, uh, but obviously it wasn't his first rodeo. He knew what he was doing, that kind of stuff. I didn't, so that's why I went there earlier. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, as, I, as I went, like the, 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 the person from the event took us and, and said, this is your table. This is where you re- report from. Um, you can then go from here to the cage. You can take 30-second clips. You can post them. You can take the fighters, the gym, clan lords, this and that. So th- they literally told me everything that I could do and what I couldn't do, right? So because I was, like, wondering, like, what the fuck am I allowed to do? I'm, I'm, I'm surely not allowed to stream a fight because people are paying for this. So okay, I'm not gonna do that. Mm. Can I take pictures? Can I like what, what what can I do? So I just waited and then somebody came, got us, and they said, Okay, this is what you do, okay, cool. So now I know what I can do. Um so the reason why I told you to stream the fights is because I saw um Abino's brother streaming the fights uh. from 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 his from his um from his account on Instagram. So I'm like, okay, if he can do that, then I can do that as well. Mm. Um, it, it, it was his account. I'm not sure who was holding the phone because I know he was doing corner work, but um, he was streaming from his account. And I'm was, i I'm like, if he can do it, and I'm sure I, mm-hmm. I I, can do it too. Um, because again, if he had arrived at the beginning, they would have told you like, you can do this or that, or you can do this or you can do that. So I, I, I kind of just took it, Like if he can do it, then I probably can do it too. And I did it and I tagged them in all of the posts. So they always get the credits and keep myself right that way. It's not like I'm trying to hide or anything. They get all the credit for it. Um, And yeah, at the end, the next day they said, thank you very much and this and that. They they never raised an eyebrow. They never said anything. So um, Cage Legacy has the same approach and the IUR has the same approach. I'm basically an extra cameraman at those shows where I'm allowed to just take footage from different angles and I can then post the full fight if I want to. Uh, But with clan wars is different. So yeah. Uh, But anyway, all this to say that um, what was the point? What was your question? Sorry.
0: (laughs) No, basically my my own question is uh, breaking the ice. Uh, breaking the ice and just feeling at ease when we mm. go to these events, that these yeah, guys who right. are very, very... You see, really, really passionate when they're going on the offensive in the cage, then yeah. when they're competing, that they're not always like that outside of the cage. And, you know, I can see that... Noah can see when he he won that, he won that night, and when I went to see him in the change rooms, he was really calm, collectively, quiet. He does yeah. not look like an outsider. All the adrenaline yeah. is gone, it's, you yeah. know,
1: like... Mm-hmm. Adrenaline was, like, super high up, jacked up to 100%. And then, like, you get a massive drop. And I've seen stuff in the, back, uh, in the backstage that people don't get to see. Um, and I'm sure Kieran is not going to mind me saying this, but Kieran Brady, he always gets sick in the back after winning the fight. You know, because he gets, like, an adrenaline dump, and whatever happens, he goes to the back. He, he's literally sick, like, he throws up everywhere. Mm. Um, so that's a reaction that he has in his body, adrenaline dump. Uh, there are some fighters that cry in the back. Like those are things that you don't see as a fan, you know, from sitting on your couch, sitting on the chair, you're watching yeah, on TV. Yeah. You have no fucking clue what goes in the back. Um, and to see that and and, and witness that and, and just being part of that, for me, like again as a fan, it's 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 the most invaluable experience that you can have. Um, because now I'm not just a fan. I'm actually working in the industry. I'm actually doing something to help these guys. Like, So it has transcended at that point. But basically, just so just so that all this makes sense to whoever's listening, the reason why you didn't get a, on time to that event is because you had some car problems, right? So you didn't get on yes. there on time. You, you weren't able not, to...
0: Not just that, when I got there, the car park was absolutely full ram that the uh the leisure center has a small car park in the front but that's why you
1: gotta uh, arrive two two hours early (laughs) to get a spot (laughs) get a spot but but uh but yeah you you tell us so you park the car what happens next what did you do
0: no uh, well i I couldn't park in the actual car park so i parked in the main road outside of the building where i parked you can still see the uh the building itself so i parked in a nearby on the main road what did the building
1: look like was it like
0: like, like a proper
1: venue, stadium, like what was it?
0: No, no, like a warehouse, well, no, like a, no, a leisure center, no, a leisure center for it has a swimming, swimming pool, uh, okay, uh, gym, saunas. That's so, is, they that's were what using right. what,
1: like the sports hall of the laser That's center it. yeah yeah right okay That's okay it. carry on and, yeah, yeah,
0: um yeah. Uh, so i think they would kind of re- arranged it so that the cage itself would be in the middle of the sports hall and then the yes, seating yes. F- for the audience would be on one side and the stage where the fights will be coming would be in this side the, the judges we sit there sound crew the technicians would sit on another side so the where the actual competition competition the fights will be taking place will be centralized and everybody would be gathered around us, an entrance like with security and stuff, and stuff on all of the outside okay, um perfect. when I got when i arrived there was a particular lady that i'm not sure if she worked at the center if she if she was working on behalf of a f s as their reception um okay. i' can't, i can't remember what her name was um nice she was a nice lady um but uh, she i think she wouldn't let me go anywhere until I, I can i could confirm who i was and why i was actually there. Then eventually a right. guy calls it Mario or so. An Italian guy from AFS came out to meet me. I told him who I was, who I was here on behalf of, what I was going to be doing here. And he said, oh, yeah, great. Uh, th- uh, thanks for coming. Welcome. Shook my hands. And um, yeah, led me down into the actual... So you weren't um,
1: expected, right?
0: Yes. But, but I mean, the guy that you... So spoke, the worries
1: went off <laughs> off his <your> shoulders?
0: <laughs> it started to, it started uh-huh. to lift, um, but... The guy that you spoke to that arranged the whole thing for me to come and watch, who was that? Was his yeah. name Mario?
1: No, 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 no. Um, it's like an Indian or Pakistani name. I can't pronounce it uh, okay. right now, but um, it's the guy running the show or the guy in charge of the, all the social media. Because um, what happened was um, when I was telling you, I'm waiting for details, Right. The guy said, I'll send you the details. But then he didn't, and then I messaged again, and instead of sending me the details, he just called me on my phone um, and, like, number that I didn't recognize, I answered. And he said his name. Oh, this is such and such uh, of AFS, MMA, blah, blah, blah. You're welcome to come on. Thank you so much. This and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I was like, oh, sweet. Okay, cool. Thank you. Um, so it was, it was cool on that one to get a, a, a a personal phone call from the guy organizing the event and just going that extra mile to, to, you know, make us feel welcomed and part of the show and all that. Um, so yeah, so, so that's when I sent you all the details, what I had, uh, um, and yeah, but yeah, carry on. So so the guy came, Mario came, he got oh, you. Yeah, yeah. And um,
0: they once... gave, I think they gave me like an all-access pass, like a banner I re- would wear around my wrist. Mm-hmm. I went down to the actual um, venue itself, I uh, sat down, I tried to sit in the, yeah, the front row, the, the, just one of the front rows behind the barrier, but there's still like a demarcation between audience and... I got a question
1: character. there, because I yeah. wanted to ask you that. Did, did the thing say, said like... All, all access or anything like that or 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 did, i think did he say that... cage side access or what did he say
0: uh, i've got it somewhere in my coat but um it was it did have some branding on there but the color was of like a what's what's the name you can use it was like a, a like a glowing yellow so, so a cross between a very pale green and a pale yellow kind of glow in the send uh, me a
1: picture whenever we're done with this just so i can see it but my question is did the guy tell you you can go past the barriers did he say you can't go past the barriers did he say you can go no. backstage or what like what did they he did, tell you
0: they didn't tell me what i could and couldn't couldn't did not give me like a run through of what I was allowed to and what I was wasn't was not allowed to do um but when i asked these certain things and when i asked where can i sit, sit, sit anywhere when i asked uh could i go backstage you can go backstage Um, I think, well, when I was speaking to one of the security guards there, now this is inside next to the cage, they did say that um, when I wanted to go backstage, I think they said at certain points that no one's allowed back there. And they said, I think at certain times some fighters probably had already gone home for for the day because I don't think every single fighter stayed back after, stayed back at least to the end of the whole event. So um, I think it's just after. So I didn't necessarily have to be quite forceful or assertive to actually get to the backstage. I think just after a small thirty-second chat with one of the guys, they actually took me back to the uh, to the backstage where I interviewed Noah. I met his team, right? And I met him. Yeah. There's uh, right, okay. At this stage, you'd ask I, me to go and forget about the actual main event itself.
1: I see. I see what you mean. Uh, but. but yeah so this is where it's really important to arrive earlier so you can have this conversation for example with the guy Mario I'm sure if he's like stopping what he's doing to come to the front to greet whoever in the middle of the event running you Uh, know like he needs to be quick versus an hour or two hours before the event starts that's when he has time to deal with these things and show you you go here you go there because like literally at all the events um, you always get someone to say, oh, you can come all the way here, all the way there. You can go past the barriers here, go past here. There's cameras on this side, cameras on that side. So don't go this way and don't go that way. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, so, and, and again, you have like two hours to kill. Uh, you know, the, the security, like the place is nearly, nearly empty, right? Besides the teams and the fighters. So they see you walking around back and forward and they see you going to the backstage, talking to the fighters. They see you coming to the front, going to the cage side. So when the event starts and there's a full crowd, they know yeah. you're one of the guys. They know yes, you're yes. one of the South. They don't have to worry about you. You're yes. not just a random person trying to yeah. get access to the backstage, that kind of stuff. Um, so just really important for the next event, whatever that happens to be, whether it's the UKFC in Bolton, I think that's what it is. Or whether it's the cage warriors in Colchester, Essex, Essex. How do you say it? Essex, Essex or Essex?
0: Colchester is in the county of Essex.
1: County of Essex. 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 Yeah. S- 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 uh, fuck. My, yeah.
0: <laughs> Essex.
1: Yes. Sometimes there's words that I can't say, but um, I have a stutter as well, in case you haven't noticed. So I have a stutter. And, and, and
2: Do you? Really?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And, like, if you go check episode number one and two and three, like, it it has, like, improved so much uh, with all this talking, uh, but it's still there, and it still happens sometimes. Uh, But anyway, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so those are things that, for example, the second event with Clan Wars, same security stuff, same working stuff. They already know who I am. Like, I don't have to... Talk to anybody, right? Basically, and and, and everybody you know greets me and this and that. Um, and then because I've done clan wars, uh, clan wars, one, two, and three, and then I go to Cage Legacy. Everybody at Cage Legacy already knows me because I've already done so many post fight interviews with so many fighters. Some of the fighters from the clan wars are also fighting at Cage Legacy. Um, you know, I had the. Declan on the podcast. Um, I had some of his fighters on the podcast, that kind of stuff. So like at that stage, it just kind of becomes repetitive that the the people that you see. So the coaches are the same. Some of the fighters are the same. Some of the fighters are cornering other fighters. They may not be fighting, but they are still there. They they still see you. They still greet you and this and that. Um, like, Like I went to Clan Wars 42 and Kieran Clark was there the professional mm-hmm. fighter he yeah. had on from Bellator. Yes, he was yeah. there cornering one of these amateur dudes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, Holy shit. Take care. And how are you, bro? And then, you know, I had him on the yeah. podcast. Um, we, 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 we always stayed in touch since December last year, last year as in 2020, not 2021, uh, which is when I had him on the podcast for the first time. Um, Again, we are sponsored by the same company. Air Muscle sponsors the both of us, and, and Moeller sponsors the both of us. Um, so, so yeah, so that was like pretty cool where it just feels like we already know each other, you know, because we already spoke so many times in this and that. So, seeing each other for the first time face to face is just like second nature now. And then at the same show, I then met Reese McKee. That, that one was like total fanboy because I was like, oh, shit. That's... That's McKee. Um, for, for the people that don't know, he's the reason why I decided to start the podcast when I saw him in the UFC and they announced that he's from Balamina, which is like 45 minutes away from where I live, driving. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know we had like UFC caliber fighters right here on the corner. Um, I knew about Conor McGregor, you know, but Conor McGregor is in Dublin, which is like 200 miles away from me, um, where Reese McKee is like right here, you know, and I I just had no idea that we had that level of caliber fighters that were capable of going to the UFC. So that's when I decided, okay, I want to know all these guys before they get there. How can I do that? What are they called? They're called prospects, okay? Prospect MMA podcast. That's, that's it. That's the name.
2: And, that's and I, the name I, came I remember, about.
1: yeah, and I remember telling my wife, and she's like, "That sounds stupid." I, <laughs> yeah, my wife said, "Like, what does that even mean?" And then I had to explain to her, like, prospect are the guys coming up and this and that and nah, na na and then she's like, oh, why don't you call this or why don't you call that or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, no. this is what's going to be. So I went on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, took the name out of all of those. Um, and yeah, started going to work. So when I saw Reese there, he was cornering Cordy McLaughlin, which I had on the podcast. Um, he was one of the nominees for Knockout of the Year. He had an eight-second knockout at the last Clan Wars VIP event. Uh, which I was, like, really surprised by. Uh, Yeah, he was there cornering uh, one of these guys. And and, and as I'm walking towards him, he, like, recognizes me and and, and smiles at me and all that. And uh, I'm like, okay, he knows who I am. Because I'm shitting bricks at this stage, and I'm like, does he know, like, is he going to know that we had a podcast, like, a year ago, And, and he was on my podcast and this and that. But, yeah. Of Course, he remembered. Um, and and yeah, like things like that 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 people don't really think of, you know. Like, you might go to any of these events, right? Yeah, and you might see Michael Vannon Page at one of these events. You could come across Brett Pickett, or you could come across Michael Bispin, or like any of these guys, like Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy attends a lot of these events, so Mm -hmm. you're talking about a lot of these UFC level athletes that were athletes or are still athletes like um, fuck, what's the name? Darren Till, yeah, fuck, I was having a blank there. Uh, Darren Till, you know, like, you you can literally come across some of these guys in yeah, events like yeah, this. Yeah. Like, I had um, Rafael, um, can't remember his name, out of Team Calbon on the podcast and he was at the UKFC main event, right? Um, he won by submission. Who was in his corner? Michael Grundy, Darren Till. Two UFC fighters, you know? Um, Mike Grundy came over to Clan Wars to, to, to corner um, Kiernan Loughran. So one of his uh, fighters from Team Cowboy. Uh, he was also uh, cornering Ali McLean. So like, I would never think I'm gonna meet an active USC fighter, mm. you know, like especially a really good one. Mike Grand is like a really good one at one of these events. And yet I did, you know, like so again, it just goes back to that thing of as a fan I can't ask anymore. You know, in work. Yeah, retard. the work's
0: not coming to you. Oh well. The what sorry? The work is not coming to you, the the, the fans the, mm. the fights are not coming to you. I have oh, to man. admit, um, that is so
1: fucking awesome
0: go, going to the event, <laughs> going mm-hmm. to the event that I, you know, I was apprehensive at first. But at the end of it, when I went home that that evening, I was thinking to myself, I'm actually glad that I went to this because it's helped break the ice a little bit. I've helped, it's helped me get to know the fighters, at least the amateur fighters, a little bit better. So, at least mm-hmm. in the case of a- AFS. Um, um the, the guys I saw fight especially Noah that's how we get to know them a little bit better and they're not they really are not the sort of they're not the sort of animalistic ca- athletes you see in the cage there. Some of them are really collected, what really very very intelligent. You know yeah. they're they're not that sort of um barbaric sort of individuals. They're not like that at all. I mean it looks that way because that's the sport you have that's how you you have to compete if you want to win and if you want to be successful you have, you have to do that. But on the outside, like you said with that switch that they have then turn it on when they're competing and turn it off when they're not competing, you know, they can control their anchor, they can control their emotions. So no, I, I'm glad I went and I, Hey, I'm looking forward to the next one, whether you invite me, or whether some, whether, you know, when someone else invites me, you know, so I'm really looking forward to the next one. In terms yeah, of the-
1: um, like, I think, I think this is where, like, this is where, my work starts transcending me as a person. And like, I know that I cannot be everywhere and I cannot personally cover all the events. Mm -hmm. And this is where I start, you know, building my team and getting people under me where You know, I'm going to need someone in Scotland, which is not going to be you because you're not going to go to Scotland. And I'm going to need someone in the south of Ireland because that's fucking five hours away driving for me. And I'm not going to do that, you know? And I sound silly, Uh, but
0: would you ever consider maybe flying or going by coach or going by train to a a long haul that's a faraway destination within the same country as you?
1: I will if I'm being paid for it. I will not do it for free. Yeah, Yeah, I, yeah. I, I... like, I literally need to be paid for it. So yeah. Chaos Grappling is the first promotion that offered to pay me uh, to do coverage for them. And I declined uh, because I didn't think it would be fair. Since I didn't charge all the other promotions, it's not fair for me to charge them since it's the first event that I'm doing as well for them. And and, and Chaos Grappling, for those who don't know, it's where Conor McGregor fought some of his first professional fights was in that show. Paddy, the hooligan hooligan, J- uh, James Gallagher, and the list goes on. So, like, um, top Irish fighters. Like, James Gallagher is, is, is now in the Bent away tournament for Bellator, okay. uh, the $1 million tournament. Um, obviously, we all know who Conor McGregor is and, and, and Paddy, the hooligan hooligan. If you go watch some of the first fight, I think it was fight number one or two. He was on the same card as Conor McGregor when he had his uh, debut in the UFC. Uh, So yeah, so this is like a show with a lot of history, and I want to just be part of it, just just for Mm -hmm. the sake of being part of it. But I can already see that that door is opening up for me, where shows may start, you know, offering okay, here's at least you know whatever for your expenses or you know for your time or like it doesn't have to be a lot you know but at the end of the day I have to make it viable in the sense of I need to be able to stay consistent and keep going keep covering so there's no point like I I haven't said this on my podcast yet but I got an invite from a promotion in Dubai last year to go to in November and they said they would uh, cover my stay So all I had to do is cover my flights. They would cover the stay for me to go. And they they wanted me to basically drop all the podcasts that I'm doing, only interview their fighters until the the, the beginning of the event and this and that. And I looked at the flights and the flights were like fucking 1,500 pounds. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't have that that kind of money. So I had to decline that offer, you know um i told them like okay this is how much the flights are um is there any possibility you can chip they in can, here did, yeah. did this and that um i asked Air muscle, i asked uh, Hellband, uh Mahler. um they all offered to chip in but whatever was the 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 you know the the rest to cover i i, I couldn't cover the rest myself um And that's something that I always told my wife from the day one. I will never take food away from my kids. I have four kids to to put into this. So that was a decision that I made. So I couldn't cover that event. Okay. So that event was out the window.
0: But But it doesn't mean that
1: in the future, I'm not going to, you know?
0: Hold on. If they're asking you for a favor, shouldn't they cover those costs?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, they did offer to cover the stay, like I said. The they stay should cover blog everything. Blog. They should cover everything. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because they do that for a bunch of fighters. Um, so it's like one more person, really, and that's about it. And I think they are literally just coming for me just because of either the following or because of the way that I do the podcast. It has to be one or the other. I don't know.
0: Well, um, you have to, well, I have to give you credit because where you, you put out content usually because you use Instagram live and it's fast. So you put at least you do way more, more quicker than I could because I've got a license after doing this now, after edit it, do the sound and everything, everything is, everything is as good as it can possibly be. And then upload yeah. it to the, uh, to the internet. Uh, so I think that's one of the benefits that you have <laughs> over myself, but in terms of the finances, they should cover that. I mean, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and then should those like a so-called FC in Luxembourg. It's going to happen in June. So we are in talks right now. So it may be that in June I'll be able to fly over to Luxembourg and cover that event because I've been covering that event since their event. Number one from home, I, you know, I had fighters on the podcast and this and that, and I promoted their, their stream, uh, you know, the link of the stream on my podcast and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, there are doors opening up and and, and and things like that. But again, for me, it makes sense if I can, for example, get a freelancer that already lives in Luxembourg that can just drive over to the event and just report from there instead, you know, and, and um, if the event is in Dubai, then get somebody from Dubai that loves MMA like I do and that can just go to the event and report from there and so on um, so that's kind of the direction that I see this going and then as my kids grow up and, and you know uh, as time goes by then I might be able to to attend some of these events myself or you know get some, something going on but uh, yeah I'm not in a rush I'm not in a rush I'm enjoying the process I'm enjoying the journey and the process. Like yesterday, I was talking to Jornel Lugo, uh, a professional fighter, Bellator, seven and O. He's coming to Ireland. So the first time that I had him on the podcast, he was just fighting the U.S. five and Two fights later, he's coming over to Dublin, and I have a chance of meeting him. Like that's a crazy thing. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how yeah. small the world of martial arts is. Uh, whenever I had him on the podcast for the first time. Like, uh, for example, Dre, you're going to have Dre on the podcast. Um, what if you can meet him tomorrow because he comes over to a Cage Warriors event? You know,
2: like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: that's how small the world is of martial yeah, arts. Yeah. Somebody can literally pick up the phone because they saw us talking to them and get in touch with them. And be like, oh, here, I want you to fly over and uh, yeah, fight against such and such event. bento do you want it? Yeah, cool, okay. And the next thing you know, you're covering that event as well. You meet the guy there, like that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool as a fan, again.
0: <laughs> no, it is good. Um, right, there's a few things I want to cover. I mean, I should have Dre on here. I told now it's about midday, both here in the UK and in Ireland. Um, I did say that i would try and get Dre on around this time. Let me just see if we can... Um...
1: And is he just going to join us? And will this be just a continuous I know, episode? I think,
0: I think we'll have to I'll disconnect and then rejoin. Mm-hmm. It, would, would you prefer that? Because I think my machine needs to be rebooted a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll prefer that because I'm going to have to put my phone on the charge as well. Because sure. okay. the battery, when it started, was like up. Um, this is not going to be on the shot, right? What we're talking about right now. It's not going to be on the episode, <laughs> right? It is. It is. (laughs) But that's not that
0: bad. I mean, it's authentic, you know, but it's not, it's nothing silly, you know. No, no,
1: no, no, no. It's just, it's just uh, all the technical aspects and uh, logistics and stuff. I guess, I guess some people will have an interest in that and knowing uh, what goes in the background and all those things. Um, Just while you're doing that. So anyone can follow Prospect MMA podcast on Instagram. On Twitter is Prospect MMA pod one, because you can't write the whole thing. And on YouTube is the same thing, Prospect MMA podcast. Um, yours is Ike, Ike underscore MMA. MMA, right?
0: Uh no, Ike MMA. I can't even remember. I should know It's but it's Ike MMA. When you punch it into Instagram, it the actual handle comes up at Ike MMA, the um, the correct story will be there anyway. Yeah. That's
1: another cool thing. I googled Prospect MMA podcast, yeah, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm on the first page, so I'm like,
0: hey. <laughs> oh I think when <laughs> you prospect see MMA that, my
1: podcast comes up on the first page. So I'm like, fuck yeah,
0: there you go. No, but I think when you see that, I think though it may not mean anything uh, to some people, but I think what it suggests is that the your content, the online presence of your content is growing or so. I, I, I yes. Guess. Yeah. yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Um, the guys from uh, Hellbent—they are actually helping me with that stuff as well. Um, like that's, for example, a conversation that I'm having with, with, with them as a sponsor. Instead of sending me more meat every month, can they just, um, you know, get me stuff? For, for for example, their marketing department seems to be like really really good. Um, so they are like we're in conversations of them setting me up with a website. Where I can upload all the episodes on the website, for example, okay. and, and just have a RSS feed in there, so people can subscribe and listen to it um, without having to be, you know, on Spotify or iTunes or all these podcast platforms, that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's 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 getting there. It's getting there for sure. Um, but yeah, like. What else did I wanted to ask you? I wanted to ask you, so from the AFS event, you went there, you sat by the by the barriers, which is as close as you can. As a fan, I guess, the only way to get closer is if you would be the a coach. Advocate,
0: or, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: if you were like a judge or a photographer, maybe, because uh, I know the, like, I have the same access that the photographers get at these events that I'm doing here. So what? they are normally cage side taking photos like as close to the cage as they can. Like that's the cage and that's their camera, like right there. Yeah. If they could stick the camera inside they would.
0: Again, they were the two faucets.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. but but uh you can't it's dangerous if a fighter falls or something uh, of gets course, yeah but, Yeah. Uh but anyway, like for you, so, so for you as a fan of MMA, from what you see in the house or on your computer, all the UFCs you've watched, all the Bellators you've watched, all the footage you've watched for all the fighters you got on the podcast, homework, all that. How did that compare to you being there in person, live, watching the event?
0: This is something that I wish you probably asked me earlier, and I wish I probably would have raised the issue earlier in this episode. It does nothing compares to actually being their cage side because not just what's happening in the cage, also what's happening around you in the audience. Um, I was sitting at the front most row in, in, uh, next to the cage, and yeah, the, I was watching the fight, good fight, you know. And it's almost like watching, it's like watching a, should I say this like watching a street fight that there, there? I say outside the venue, exactly. It's obviously, yeah. it's, it's within a controlled setting, within a, a controlled environment, and. Yes. Um, yeah, that that was great, um, but at, at the same time, I have to say what was going on in the audience. Things were being said. You know, the audience, you you know, those people, people who are rooting for this fighter and then the other people rooting for the other fighter, and you know, you hear the things <laughs> some people were saying because at the event they were serving alcohol. I think so that yes, these two go- <laughs> oh these two girls <laughs> that were I think went- oh dude. I have some stories about that, but yeah, carry on, carry on. No, these two yeah. guys are saying, uh, "Yeah, hit um, I think during the fight between there was the—is it the Irish guy and the other, the Muslim guy who had was wearing blue shorts? And uh, is it Moza? Yes, Moza and yes. Um, Abunab. Uh, he, I, I think, he's, uh, Abunab, yeah, yeah. I think he's half Just Irish. Half, Forrest. Forrest,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think when those two were fighting, the two guys to my to my back on the right of me, behind of me, and they had been drinking. And if you hear what these guys were saying here hey, in the face, just because I think they were so intoxicated they're just saying anything for the just to support the guy to just get him in the fight. I was like, Jesus Christ! Did, did you get girls- any of
2: those good old Dick twists? Twist his dick.
0: I did that, hear something uh, like that
1: TikTok I, going on? Uh, like no, there's a TikTok going viral of a dude that's clearly drunk out of his mind in a MMA event and he's like, twist his dick twist his dick the good old dick twister <laughs> and the guy's just filming in the selfie just laughing his ass off and, and, and the woman is like losing her shit crying, laughing as well um, so like the the two people in front of him are filming the guy, which is, like, standing, be- you know, behind them. Yeah. And, like, dick twist. Like, he's even doing, like, the most and everything. And the guy's like, this is an MMA fight. You're not allowed that. And this and that. <laughs> like, the fun- funniest thing ever. I'll send you that if I can find it. Yeah, funniest thing ever. But, but, but like, at events, especially the Clan Wars one, the ones where alcohol was being served. Um, so, just for reference, the first Clan Wars that I did was no crowds. The first IUR, first, second IURs that I did, no alcohol. Uh, Cage Legacy, also no crowds. So the only event that I've been with crowds has been the latest Clan Wars, where full crowds, alcohol being served. Those events, like I said, I always arrive early, right? I always arrive early. All the crew stuff and all this and that, everybody knows me. What I didn't expect when everybody arrives all the all the guests right the amount of people that know me and like oh prospect and this and that and oh i watch your podcast and i follow you and this and that and uh, um, people asking me like i'm literally like cage side and guy comes from behind me and is like oh can i take a picture with you i'm like yeah cool (laughs) oh "Oh, can you come over to my friends and we'll take a picture here yeah i'm like yeah cool um like things like that and then as the hours go by and everybody's like drunk out of their mind and you see people tripping up and shit and you know all that stuff and there's this one guy he, he like i'm walking by like oh prospect and this and that and he's like you know heavy arm around me like oh i love your podcast man and this and that about Like Mm. I don't want to be impolite or anything like that. So I'm like, oh, thank you so much, and this and that. Then the guy kisses me on the cheek. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but like, yeah, thank you, thank you, blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, I go about my way as I was trying to get, like, to the backstage for an interview or something. Um, But yeah, like, funny stuff, funny stuff, you know, like...
0: Uh now okay, so you're kinda of like giving me an insight on, on what to expect if I keep if I stick with this and be consistent, right? That's what you what you're telling me.
1: Basically, basically like um again, I guess I guess it all depends on the following, right? The following that I have gathered has has been the followers of the guests that I have.
0: Okay. Uh, yes, okay.
1: Right? And three hundred and fifteen episodes in. I would say over 200 of them are all from Ireland or Northern Ireland, right? And fairly consistent with, you know, the gyms and, and, and the teams that I interview and that that stuff. And they happen to be the same fighters and the same coaches that, that I said earlier on that attend these events. So then the people that they bring To the events, the tickets that they sell to their friends and family Mm -hmm. are the same people that are watching me online interviewing their fighter, interviewing their friend, interviewing their their family. So this is local to me, right? So I interview mostly local fighters that will be at local events that I can attend. Um, So I developed the podcast that way, right? yeah, so, so I, I can't really tell you if, for example, you have, say, Dre from the U.S. and then you have somebody from Italy and somebody from France and this and that. I can't guarantee you that you're going to get the same response if you're like being diversified versus being focused on one thing uh, where I'm, I'm mainly focused on the Irish scene yeah. first and foremost, right? So I'm here to promote these guys so that when one of them rises rises to Conor McGregor status, I'm like right there with him. Like I've seen all these fights, I've been to events where he's been, I've seen his growth as a fighter, um, all the all those things. Right? He keeps coming for interviews, even when he's famous. He won't forget about me, whoever that might be. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, so so like I'm right there. And then if I have time, I'll interview somebody else and I'll get somebody else on. But My bread and butter is
0: the local scene. The people that I can
1: help, yeah, the people that I can help, which are my local fighters, the people that live around me. Um, That's the work that I want to do. I I, want to be able to help the people around here. Um, Yeah, so
0: of course, Uh, you know, I I guess might
1: be different in that sense versus other podcasts.
0: No, that I think is what you're supposed to do. But I think if you're in a, if you're in a country whereby the sport is massive in that country, in, in terms of, let's say, UFC, Bellator, One Championship, that sort of status, if it's really, really big in where you're based and you already have a lot of podcasts and, and a lot of journalists already talking about the sport, already doing what we're doing now, then you know, they say that market is heavily saturated. And as a smaller yeah. podcaster, you know, it's really, really hard to guess in there, probably even with the amateur scene in that same country. Um, like I was speaking to I was speaking to Corey Harris um the other day. He's gonna be fighting Cage Cage Warriors, I think sometime the twelfth of March. Um I did speak to him, he said he said to me, um, I'd like to do a fight with you. you, um a podcast with you, but um what was his response? I think he said he wanted to do it um not this week, it would have to be sometime probably later on probably even after the fight he wants to concentrate on just his fight camp just making sure he's yeah. physically medically and mentally prepared for the competition itself I mean talked to his coach and his coach said look if there's anything you need you can reach out to me And like, if there's something I can help you with I can do just that I said great thanks I mean we can have you on the podcast with him or I can interview you guys separately um but I have to say it's not just what you've said about the um, focusing on the scene to, and the me going to the event like I did go to the past weekend on Saturday that did help me get out of my comfort zone a little bit, but it it's still that breaking the ice issue, you know try just not feeling nervous, not feeling scared. So just arrive be- early
1: next time that will literally fix it like mm. no jokes not 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 trying to um press the button under the same thing, but that's literally all you gotta do just arrive early. Um, one to two hours early before, like an hour early is when everybody starts queuing in to get in, right? So you gotta get an hour even be- before that, so that nobody's there, yeah, only yeah. the fighters and the coaches, because they need to go through uh, the rules meeting, which is where the referees, where they go through everything. They need to do their health checks. They need to get their hands wrapped. So like, there's this whole thing that goes on in the backstage that people don't see happening. And and, and and most fighters arrive like four hours before. Um, and then, yeah, media arrives like two hours before and so on. So if you just do that for the next event, you will be like set. Because now you're in a position where you have two hours to kill. You know exactly what you got to do cage side, but you still have to wait two hours until you get there. Mm-hmm. So you're not just going to sit at your desk, right? Wait
0: no, for two totally hours
1: weird. looking around. No, you're going to go to the backstage. You're going to, uh, you know, greet and meet people and, and, and maybe take a selfie or two if you want. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. And um, yeah, by the, time, by the time that the two hours are gone, boom, you already spoke with everybody. You broke the ice with everybody. Everybody knows that you're the guy to speak with after the fight or at least one of the guys to speak with after the fight. Yeah. Um, and I'll give you this example. At Cage Legacy and the IUR Fighting Championship. Uh, those were the two events where the fighters, after the backstage, they would come and get me from cage side and, like, oh, can we get the interview done? I'm like, yeah, cool, let's go. And I go. Because and... I know
0: who you are, they remember, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and those were the events where I had David doing camera work for me. So, David like okay I can now leave the cage without being worried that I'm losing cage side footage you know because I have somebody else there for me so I away I go and do the interviews and come back and and, and you know keep doing the work until the next fight's over um, where you were afraid of missing the, the main event and this and that and I was like screw the main event just go get Noah because that's the guy that we've been covering um, and then if you can, then get the main event, but like, we're not here for the main event guy, we're, we're here for the coming main event, which was Noah um, having his uh, pro debut, and the fight before that, which was uh, Abba uh as well, so because those two fights were next to each other, the risk was too great of you yeah. going, doing a five-minute interview, and you're losing the finish, which happened in like a minute and 30 seconds. Like, we don't want that, okay? Yeah. Um, but if it was like, okay, fight's over. You are already in the backstage. You're waiting for Abanos to come to the back. You're already there. Abanos, uh, give us quick thoughts on your fight. Blah, 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 blah. Um, what do you think of the decision? Because I think the decision was like two and three, right? Uh, two, two, two rounds for Faris, three rounds for, for Monza. That's how I scored at least. The, okay. the fight, yeah. Um And I I I, I kind of lost the stream when they were reading the decision. I just got it back whenever he was raising his hands. So I didn't hear if it was a split decision or unanimous decision. Did you get any of that while you were there? Do you remember what it was?
0: But it was so uh, it was so loud and noisy. that where I sat, I have to admit, at certain times, uh because there's a pill in front of me in the other corner of the cage. I had to jump from my seat to go around just to make sure that I could get the footage properly with the two guys actually going at five. Yeah, 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 yeah. No the, no the referee would be walking uh, past them and stuff. Um, there is something else moving away you gotta from remember
1: them. the audio is for the stream that they are recording. Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: You, see, the, the audio what?
1: No, uh, I was saying the audio is for the stream. Like the audio that they are recording, the microphone, the ring announcer, reading the decision... Yeah. All of that is not for the people in attendance, that's all for the stream at home, really.
2: Right, if that makes okay. sense, so, yeah, you know what obviously. I mean? Like, yeah, the
1: people, the people might hear it, and I don't know if the mics were connected to the sound system on there. Um, but there are some events where it's not even connected 20 to anything, it's just the guys are reading that on the microphone, and it's just going the audio. I Okay. No no no, like inside the venue, even like uh, but the I people mean, inside like, the
0: venue won't be hearing that, that the, the, the what we said, what they'd be announced will be going to the stream. Not yeah, the exactly. People.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no like, mean, no. If they can hear his human voice as far as he can reach and that's all the reach that he gets, it's not being transmitted to like a sound system where everybody can then hear like a stadium or something. Mm-hmm. Um like 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 if you go to a football game, you don't hear the commentators doing any commentating, right? Um you just Watch the game, and that's it. And you hear the crowd talking. It's the same concept. Where you were, you cannot hear what the commentators are saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you cannot hear what the judges are talking. None of that. It, it's just fucking crowd work. You can hear the fighters fighting. Fights over.
0: Uh, you well, the fi- if the you're fight- like,
1: inside, you, you can hear it.
0: The fighters, mate, it will definitely hear the commentary. <laughs> What did you think? Run. Yeah, of the
1: of the sound of the punches landing, kicks landing. It's very
0: different yes, from yes, being yes, because calm, the, right? It's the raw, it's the raw sound itself of flesh on flesh <laughs> so such It's so violent.
1: Yes, yes. Not, like, nothing I was so compares. Surprised
0: nothing compares to being cage side as a fight or any sort of sporting event nothing compares because there's lots of things that in the in the broadcast that they're going to hide from because of other payment yes. or they think they think they're just too nasty to be shown, nasty or too gruesome to be shown on tv you know there's too many snowflakes yeah. these days so um but when you're there um cage side or at which are a sporting event, you see everything you see everything nothing's yeah. hidden from you at all okay yeah. I want to move on to something else um, not just the upcoming UFC fight but there was a heated was there a heated interview that you recently had because I saw it in your stories yes <laughs>
1: okay that is the first guy in all the 300 episodes that came on my podcast and had a beef with me I'll tell you exactly what happened um, blessed Wendy Trains at SPG Ireland, same gym with Conor McGregor trains. He fought for the title at Clan Wars Featherweight Amateur title uh, against Lewis Byrne, very top prospect as well. Um, fought on the IMAPS, got got silver medal, uh, like proper guy, right? From Team Rhino, uh, which is under coach Andy Ryan. Um, whoever knows him, they know he's a, a really top coach as well as John Kavanaugh. Anyway, the fight goes to a split decision, right? Yeah. Yeah, split decision. And I said from where I am, from my angle of the cage, I think it's two rounds to Lewis, one round to to Eddie. They read the decision as two rounds to Eddie, one round to Lewis. It's a split decision. So so that means that one of the judges had it scored exactly like I did, which was two rounds to Lewis, one round to Eddie. And I happened to be sitting right next to the judge, to one of the tables of the judges. So there's three tables around the the the, the cage for those who don't know. You have the red corner, blue corner, and then you have like a table here, a table there, and a table... Okay, you, yeah, you can see it. right? If this is the cage, I guess... You have blue, red, and then you have like a, a table here, a table here, and a table here. And then you have like the commentator somewhere around there. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I was like right next to uh, the judges. And I was with William, which is one of the photographers of Clan Wars, right? So me and him were sharing the same table. And I remember asking William, what do you think? And he's like, oh, I think 2-1 for, for Lewis. Okay, so he thinks the same as I am. And I'm guessing the judge that scored 2-1 is the judge next to me, right? Because they are like they are seeing the same thing that I'm seeing from my angle, right? So to me, it makes sense that that would be the one judge that scored two rounds to Lewis versus uh, two rounds to Eddie. But let's not forget, we have the other two judges on the other sides of the cage. And then, and that's why in MMA we have three judges. So I went on a on, on the podcast after the event and I said, Oh, I had that score two to one for Lewis. And he saw that podcast, right? So then he does live on Instagram and I show up on the podcast, just like watching his live, right? Because he was talking about his win and this and that. And he starts talking shit to me. On his life, saying, I don't know how did you score this 2-1 to Luis. You must be dreaming or this and that, blah, blah, blah. You don't know what you're talking about, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, dude, it was literally a split decision. And he says on his on his life, there was no split decision. There was no split decision. This was unanimous decision. I want that fight clearly, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, fuck did I get this wrong? Is there any chance that I'm remembering this wrong? Like, I'm pretty sure it was a split decision. Anyway, uh, the guys from the Energized shows, absolute dicks agreeing with him and saying, oh, yes, you're wrong. And this
0: hold, is on, hold on, hold on. The Energized show?
1: Yeah, the guys were also on the chat and they were being like absolute dicks saying that really? I don't know what I'm talking about and this is oh, that okay. shit. Right? And I get off the chat and I and and, and and I leave saying you're more than welcome to come on my podcast and we can debate this and we can talk about it. So I, I left it you know polite, I didn't say any shit, didn't talk shit, nothing not, not, nothing like that. First thing I do, internet topology, blessed sweaty, MMA record comes up with this record. Spo- split decision I take a screenshot send them over and I'm like what the fuck are you on about it says split decision like you literally made me think that I had my memory wrong or something like that which is called like gaslighting I think when 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 people make you think that you're wrong or or whatever happened didn't happen something like that um so so yeah so he then said something like oh I was joking or this and that whatever um And then he tried to get on the podcast a few times, and but he's the kind of guy where he's like, he messages me and he's like, "I can do a podcast right now." I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm getting my kids. No, that's not how it works. Evenings or mornings. Then he messages me like three days later. Oh, I can do it right now, and it's like ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm about to leave to go somewhere. You know, like. I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. You got to book a slot and you got to let me know in advance and we got to sit down and this and that. And then on that night, he literally messages me. It's like eight o'clock and he's like, I can go live right now. And I'm like, let me check. Eight o'clock. Kids are in beds. I don't have a podcast tonight. And I tell him, give me 10 minutes. I get my shit ready. Tell my wife, I got a podcast going, blah, blah, blah. Sit down. And I thought that that was over, like that was squashed. So I, I didn't even think we were going to talk about it. I thought we were just going to talk about, you know, his future fight because he's supposed to fight the Clan Wars, March 13th. So that's what I was thinking about. about like, that's what we're going to cover, right? So he gets on the podcast and and he starts talking shit about how I, you know, what am I doing or, or, or why am I saying this split decision, blah, blah, blah. How can I see it for Lewis and this and that? And that's the first time that I've ever had that happening on the podcast. So just to emphasize that, that can be the type of fighter that will be a dick to you as media, like one out of 300. Okay, so that's not a bad stat to me.
0: Okay, hold on. I'm
1: not going to stop I'm doing my work because of that. No, no. I'm not um, going to that... be afraid because of that
0: that that's good that's good you shouldn't uh, you, you shouldn't um uh, you shouldn't stop you shouldn't let that put you off but um you also said that the two guys the energized guys, boys energized lads who are from what i've been told mm. they are they are an established podcast in Ireland now
1: it's one of them Rosso oh or rosco rosco that's the guy that's always a dick to be honest
0: uh, okay okay it's all him, right man. but it, i mean you know ireland they do support their own <laughs> that's good but I mean, if, because if you, if you're saying that against them, uh, that they are, that they're like that, and i they're now there, even in the, in the, the uh, in the US, I think they've now got a deal with the UFC to be. Uh, to be they with do, the yes. Team.
1: Congratulations to them. Honestly. Like, yeah,
0: that, that was good. But then I, when I saw that, I was thinking, yeah, with the UFC, with the UFC. If it was another promotion like Bellator or, or, or PfO, maybe I'd be a lot happier for you. Because the UFC, if they see that you're not, you're doing something they really do not like, if Dana White sees that you're doing something that pisses his fights or even him off, they can take away that deal within within a moment's notice. You know they're very very strict and almost very biased as in to, yeah, as but this
1: t- happened before that deal came about.
0: Away oh, before the before deal. That
1: deal came about.
0: No, no, I'm just saying uh, that's that's good for them. What I'm saying is that if you're saying that against the Energized lads, have you received any back... I mean, you're saying this now, but I mean, have you received any backlash from other people within the combat sports and community? Any other fight fans have said, how can you disrespect? I mean, anyone who's... No, it's always the same
1: guy. It's always Roscoe out of the Energized show. He's the only guy that gave me shit since the beginning, really. Really?
2: Um,
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, right i'm gonna say this um right yeah so what happened was the first time that he reached out to me was to say something like oh it's really cool what you're doing podcast blah 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 okay cool thank you gave them a follow i didn't even know about the show never even heard about them this was before they went on the podcast with uh, big john McCarthy because that was the, podcast the weighing that, in
0: podcast yeah
1: Yes. That, that, that was the episode that made them go up in followers. Before that episode, they had, I think like 8,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And then after that episode, they went to over 12,000 followers. On
0: Instagram or YouTube. Oh, you follow so us. We must be on Instagram. On
1: Instagram. On, on, okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. On Instagram. Yeah.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, I don't, I don't know how many downloads they get or anything like that. Cause I don't, I don't check that, but anyway, uh, yeah, so, so they went on their podcast, and then they got big. I shared the meme of Vanderley Silva and Chris Cyborg and saying, like, virtual identical, and I thought that was, like, fucking funny. Because, um, like, yes, one is a woman, one is a guy, and you look at their faces, and they do look quite similar, in my opinion, and I thought that was fucking funny. Um, you probably seen seen the memes of uh, Mike Goldberg, because he used to always say virtual identical in the UFC Uh, when he was referring to their reach or their height or that kind of stuff. He would Mm -hmm. say it's virtually identical. So those two photos and then Mike Goldberg saying in the bottom, virtual identical. And I thought that was hilarious. I shared that. And the guy replies to me saying something like, oh, how dare you sharing that and this and that. You should be supporting the fighters. You say you support this and that and you have girls, how would you feel if somebody's doing this to, to your girl and did this? And I'm like, dude, it's a fucking meme. Like, it's comedy, it's funny. Um, so that was the first time he gave me shit. And then the the, the next time was about Nuari uh, and the six-second head kick KO. There was a lot of controversy about that at Cage Legacy. Um, and he, like, he was saying that he was for sure a KO blah blah blah. I was saying I don't think he was. I think he should be the disqualification. Blah blah blah. And we were arguing about this. Um and 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 yeah, he ended up being that he was right. So I you know, I leave my ego to the side and I say in the comments, you're right. Okay, cool. Um guess I'm wrong. Something like that. Um and then on the messages he still comes on and he still says stuff Like, oh, you know, like, you shouldn't say stuff like that. You are, you are one, one, can't remember what was the expression, but anyway, he said something. Um, And I'm like, dude, what else do you want? I already said I was wrong. I already said you're right. Like, what else do you want? Um, So that was the second instance. And then the third instance was at the, at that life with Bless Weddy. Um, So yeah, it is what it is. Doesn't matter. It's not gonna. It's not gonna.
0: What was the name of the guy stop that...
1: me from doing what I'm doing or anything? If anything, yeah. L- let me just say this. If anything, what they are do- doing is actually gonna open doors for what I'm doing. So like, oh, if awesome. they can get a deal for the UFC for podcasting, psh, awesome. Like, awesome. He's from Ireland. Awesome. I can be the guy that covers the prospect (laughs) amateurs that Dana White can come and see who is he going to hire next? Who's the next talent coming up? I can be that guy. So, okay, awesome. Like, I'm happy for them. I hope they, they are very successful because as one podcast, you can never cover everything that's going on in the sport. I don't care how good you are. You can never do it. I can't do it. So, I know that if they have one part of the niche of the of the podcast industry you know there's many other slices of the pie to be taken by other people so not yeah. just
0: that but I can see with this because a lot of this now the podcast is it is unfortunately it is heavily based on your social media following followers on Instagram uh, your likes and also your subscribers on YouTube and all of that as well as as well as going up it can also go down so you can have the yeah, good yeah, yeah. days and have the bad days as well so um, yeah, I was surprised because I, I, since meeting, since doing the first ever episode with you and David, I never, ever really thought that, um, you never really came across that as that guy that would get into heated disputes, disputes or feuds. Um, so when, this, when I saw it in your story, I thought, well, this must, maybe it's just a joke. But now that I've asked you about it, it did happen.
1: Yeah, 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 it did happen, yeah. And like, you can go and watch the interview, like, I would invite you to go watch the interview What's the guy's uh, name? Just
0: remind, just remind me, please. Blessed
1: Weddy. It's his Instagram um, Instagram description or or, or tag. Uh, blessed Weddy. Yeah,
2: and I see that.
1: It's episode 312. A leading, 11, something like that. A leading so it's Eritrean one of my most recent athlete. episodes. Say again?
0: Like a leading Eritrean combat athlete. <laughs> can you zoom
1: that or can you make that get that closer to the camera can you see it yeah i think that's him yeah 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 that's him for sure yeah yeah that's the guy um so like watch that episode i got lots of feedback from that episode from a lot of people saying oh why did you let him speak to you like that on the podcast and why would you have them on and this and that? And I'm like, I'm not going to run away from an argument. I'm not going to, you know, back down. Like, I'm not afraid to debate anybody. I'll debate anybody anywhere about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm that guy that, okay, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I'll put my hands up and I'll say, okay, fucked up. I'm wrong, whatever. Fine, let's move on. Um, and with that one, he was trying to just rush me. And 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 say like five or six points in a row. And I'm like, dude, stop. You gotta let me speak and address each one of them. So step number one, you said this, okay, that's my response to that. Step number two, you said this, that's my response to that, blah, 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 blah. And I addressed every single point of it, and he was left with, okay, let's just move on then and 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 ask me the questions you gotta ask me. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about your next fight then. <laughs> you know, so um, he didn't really have to come back uh, because facts are facts at the end of the day. It was a split decision. There was a judge that saw it the other way. I saw it the other way. That's it. End of. Um, but yeah, I invite anybody to, to, to watch that and uh, yeah, give me feedback on that one. I think <laughs>
0: based, on, based on how he wants to organize the whole thing, it, it almost seems like every time'll tell you look, i 'm free right now. the first time you told him so you have to book a slot i 'm free right now it does it. second time I'm free. Does it. i 'm free right does think three or four times he does that. I think he wants to be in control of the entire situation now when yes. he says when he says jump you you ask him how high that sort of thing because you actually you actually have to plan it first so you can both have a proper dialogue have a proper conversation proper argument about it but um i, yeah, can but see like, probably, yeah. I
1: am so lucky that i can literally start a conversation out of nowhere and talk about anything without any notes without any research without yeah. having to write down anything i am yeah. lucky to be that guy because he messages me gives me 10 minutes notice i don't have time to do anything i don't have time to watch his fight I don't have time to look at anything other than his record, just so I could say you won the fight by split decision, you're now five and one or whatever. That kind of stuff. I don't have time for, for anything. And then I wasn't ready for him to to, to to yeah, to call me out on stuff. So I was I was lucky in that sense to be able to okay, hold on. Let's, let's address this. This point, this point, this point, this point. Da, 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 da. And yeah, just, just, just uh, leave them at the end with nothing else to say but talk about the next fight. And then we talked about the next fight and we left that at the end with next time it will be a much happier episode or something like that. You know, like next time... There will be no heated debates or, or anything like that. So it's okay. We squashed it. We squashed it. We squashed it this time. And, uh yeah, we're able to move on. And, again, I'm not that guy that I'm going to say, oh, I'm never going to have him on my podcast again. Like, it's all good. I don't mind. Like, yeah, I'll invite him again. No problem.
0: What about N- the, NHL's guys, uh, sorry, no, guys, the NHLs boys? Sorry, no, because the NHRS lads, are you still going to – um have you are you on good terms with both of them, or at least one of them to the go on that disrespect? No, you? so
1: so it seems it seems to be that one of them is in charge of the Instagram page because it's always the same guy replying to messages. Yeah, on Instagram. I do see that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that seems to be Roscoe. Roscoe is going to be at the Cage Legacy, and it seems like they are going to do tag team and commentary. So they were actually invited to start doing commentary cage side. for for that show, Cage Legacy. So again, they're opening doors for guys like me and you to do stuff like that in the future. If a guy, they started the podcast six years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Six years ago. Six years in, they got a UFC deal. So if I'm here at six years, or, or sorry, if I'm here one year in already, I can only imagine where I'm going to be in six years time. And I'm pretty sure like, you look. You look at the numbers. They have like twelve thousand followers.
0: Thirteen thousand.
1: Thirteen, whatever. Um, they had eight thousand before that episode with John McCarthy, which wasn't that long ago. Um, I'm at nearly four thousand already. So if you keep that up, three years in, I'll have the same twelve thousand. You know, if I get four thousand a year every year, then uh, yeah, I'll 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 get that easy. Um, so so. And like the the cage side commentary. Again, it's another gig that can come about. I want to train to become a judge in MMA. I want to train to become a referee in MMA. Um So there's many doors opening. You know, like this can literally go like several different ways. Um And yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. What was the question? No, <laughs> Do no, I have any I, beef? I don't no. have any beef with that. Yeah, no. Um, I don't have no.
0: Any that's been cleared up and because I, when I saw it for the first one I was thinking "Well, this must be a joke. but okay UFC 271 who the yes. main event and really it's the only one that's interested me so far at the time we were making this podcast Whitaker versus Adesanya I'm going to say it now I believe it may be a close fight but if I had to be a betting person I'd say hands down Israel Adesanya is going to win the fight his striking is yeah 100% uh, yeah but I'd really just don't we understand we opinion why, why is he why has he painted his toenails? And it's not just his toenails, he painted his toenails black. He also did something with his fingernails. What's going on?
1: Here's a real question. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah, you're right, you're like, right. As long he as could, he wins, he yeah.
1: Have, he could have a dead nail or something that looks disgusting. I don't know if you've ever seen one.
0: I have. I have.
1: When the nail starts to die off and rotten. Yeah, those are disgusting. I would rather paint my nails black as well if I had one of those. So, you know, but the real question is who gives a fuck? Like, I see I see this kind of shit going on. And I'm like, I don't understand why people are making content out of this stuff. Um, and I really don't. So maybe you can shed some light on me and, and tell me why. Because I really uh... don't get it. Uh, i
0: think maybe it's just um hype they want something to talk about something to make noise about something to make imagine imagine that the
1: dude's gay imagine that
0: imagine that he comes out and says he's gay yeah doubtful and
1: what and what no like he was humping paulo costa in the ass not doubtful that was just he has a girlfriend i know that but imagine that he comes out as as bi, or he comes out as those guys that like to cross dress as yeah. a woman, uh, or he likes to be pegged by his girlfriend. Who gives a shit? Like that's his personal life. Who gives a shit? All I want to know as a fan is he going to win? Is he going to lose? Is he going to knock him out? Is he going to submit them? Which like the odds must be like astronomically tiny of being a submission win. Is he going to go to decision this time? That's all I care as an MMA fan. Like speak, whatever speak. the fuck they do outside the cage, I don't give a shit. Because in the same way, people shouldn't know what I do on my personal life.
0: Yeah, but the reality you is, in, maybe in Ireland it's a bit different. But here in the UK, we want everyone who's in a public. And to be honest, these days with social media with the internet, um, uh, le- with the internet, with the internet, less alone social media. Oh, I know Everyone's, dude, like, everyone's a public figure. Well,
1: violent and all that shit, you know, like. and and, and like she makes me watch it with her you know so like i've watched all the love islands with her and she likes to watch the coronation streets and all this shit so trust me i am well versed on it i just personally as an mma fan i don't fucking get it like like the jake paul's bullshit and like who gives a shit is he an mma fighter no okay uh, that's off my radar then okay um are 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 toenails to do with MMA fighting? Is it going to help him win? No. Okay, that's off my radar. Like I have too many things to think about, <laughs> and toenails right. is not one of them. <laughs> the
0: the issue the issue of um yes, speaking of which, you mentioned Paul Costa, but in that fight, people were questioning, well, is he one of his um pectorials? His nipples look somewhat awkward, and yeah, they're saying he, that he,
1: he's on steroids. And, you and, think he's on steroids? 100%, yeah, 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 no doubt.
0: See, someone mentioned that to me in the last time that I talked about this, and excuse and me, and I can and... go really
1: in depth on that one with you because I am very well educated in steroids. So, less, okay, if you want to less... dive into that? We can dive into that another episode. Yes, like yes, another episode. I have 10 because... or less battery on my phone right now, so ah, uh, yeah, but but I,
0: but I look, people are I, saying. I
1: if I had to bet black or red, black being steroids, red not steroids, I would bet the house on steroids. Because that's kind of from coming off a cycle and not doing the PCT correctly. So, yeah. Wow.
0: Well, oh, okay. All right. We'll save that. For, we'll save, save that for after. you are talking to a guy
1: that knows, that knows about steroids. Like, I've tried them. I've tried them. I have. I've, I've done all my research.
0: You used to be a bodybuilder, is not it? Well, when you were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, actually yeah, doing... yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So okay. I
1: know, I know, I know those things like, and I was super scared about trying the first time. So I did my research for about two and a half years before I tried anything. And I mean like two and a half years of going to work Monday to Friday, working for Santander, uh, which is where I was working at the time. And, we were allowed to go on the internet, and I would just read really like article after article after article after article reviews from this, reviews from that. What happened to this guy? What happened to that guy? And, and, and like just two years of whatever free time I would get at work, I would be researching steroids. Mm. What can That's happen? Sick. What cannot happen? How to do it the right way, How not to do it? How to start? How to escalate it? How to de escalate? Like the whole thing. So, um, yeah. Like steroids in combat sports are so different than steroids in bodybuilding. And that's what people associate. And they think, oh, if he was taking, he would be Brock Lesnar. No, there are steroids that don't do shit for you in terms of muscular growth, but just increase your endurance. For example, the steroids that do that, like the EPO, you heard of the EPO, right? From uh, TJ Dillashaw. That's a steroid that's pretty much just to increase your red blood cell. So it just makes you take more oxygen in and you get less tired. Like if you could run 10 miles and, 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 and say that's your limit, you take that, you can now run 15 miles just because you took that. So now you don't get tired at 10 miles, you get tired at 15 miles and so on. Um, so yes, yeah, so like there's steroids for all sorts of things. There's steroids for healing, which Anderson Silva was caught with because he broke his leg Right, he broke his leg against Chris Weidman, and then he took steroids to help the the grown uh, the, the, the 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 bone grow faster and heal mm. stronger. Yeah. So there's steroids for that. There's steroids that make your tendons thicker. Which um, fuck? Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero went to the doctor, and they said he had these tendons of his eyes three times bigger than a normal human. Yes, that's because he fucking took steroids. That make his tendons way stronger and way bigger than a normal person. But it doesn't make him a bud. Well, I don't know what, what other shit he took, but the guy looks like a fucking steroid house. <laughs> do,
0: do we need to wrap. We need to wrap. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. Like in the
1: yeah, eyes, yeah, 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 yeah. in the, the yeah, optics. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because um, he broke. He broke one of his uh, eye sockets, and then the eye doctor uh was checking and he's like he called Dana White and like that Dana White said this on, on 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 some some interview and he's like where the fuck did you get this guy? And he's like, yeah he's a he's a freak of nature, right? He's like, no 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 you don't understand. His standards are like three times larger than the normal human being. Uh and he's like yeah he's from like fucking Cuba running all these sorts of programs Um, and if you guys go and watch a Yoel Romero episode with Joe Rogan, um, he goes into like, it's a three hour conversation between them and he goes through the whole development as a child wrestling and all that until he went on the Olympics and scored whatever bronze or silver or gold, whatever he got. But yeah, anyway, you you can talk steroids with me anytime.
0: We need to. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! Thank you so much for watching. If you watch to this extent, if you listen to this extent, thank you so much. Um, I'll put the if you're on the watching YouTube. I'll put the link description for manuals and um, podcast prospects MMA. Um, you can find it on YouTube and on Instagram. Uh, I put the link to uh my podcast um Instagram page. Ike MMA you can find on Instagram, and uh, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, a Google Podcast, and on um, iTunes as well. So um, I think, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys. And please can don't I ask forget- you? Yeah.
1: Can you upload this on my podcast channel as well?
0: I can send it across to you, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I can send it across to you as a file when it's everything's prepared with the thumbnail and introductions, everything's fully prepared. And, um, yeah, I'll send a question to you, then you can I upload mean, just,
1: it. I just the audio version, because that's the only thing that uh,
0: yeah, I'm Arkansas... not really
1: doing consistently as a podcaster. I'm not uploading on all the podcast platforms. And I think this is like a really good conversation where I'm not actually talking to a fighter. I'm just talking to another fellow MMA fan about fighting. And I think it's another side of me that, that people don't see. When I'm talking to fighters all the time. So uh, um, I can
0: I can find thing. out how, how that can be done. I'm sure there must be one way of doing it. It might be a long process because it's lots of data of across, but th- th- I'll find out how, how I'll just give you my
1: logins. You can log in on your site and upload it that way. Probably easier. Safe sure. sending stuff.
0: Do you have a SoundCloud account or do you have a hosting platform account, such as SoundCloud or it's the
1: Anchor FM?
0: Okay, I know. Anchor, Anchor. FM account. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, from uh, Spotify. No, I just I just log into Anchor. I would upload the episode, and mm-hmm. and, and that would then go everywhere Spotify and iTunes and all that. I think Anchor is from Spotify, is... isn't it? Oh, it might be. It might be. I wouldn't know. Probably okay. is. Yeah. Uh, I just I just know that I would like. I tried this uh, the first few times. I would go live, and then put the Anchor to record the audio as mm-hmm. I was going live. and and that would record the conversation and then I would upload the conversation that way. But the audio was atrocious. So I I I kinda stopped doing that. Um, and I just stick to to the Instagram. Uh, so yeah.
0: I'll have I'll have a look at the audio for you. It might be too loud, might be too the volume might be too the gain and the volume might be too low. But I'll see if what I can do. See what I can do. Yeah,
1: cool. All right, thank you. Thank you. Done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. All thank right. Thank you very much. I'll catch Have you very Yep. Okay, cool. Have a good one. See ya. Bye bye.